Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Han Talks First. This is a Mando talk show. This is where we talk about last week's episode of The Mandalorian. And this one was a heavy one. It was a heavy hitter, so we got a lot to talk about and break down for you today. And again, I'm joined by my co-host of The Mando Talk Show, Dean. And Dean actually has a special announcement today that he wants to share here on the show. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what's coming for you and how can we get excited about it? So... I, based off of talking with Han here and a few other friends that just throughout quarantine kind of looking for something else to do, um, I've decided to start a YouTube channel called The Four-Legged Gamer. Um, it will be focused on basically anything nerdy. Could be, I'm a developer at heart and I could talk about one um, upload I may do, maybe development and Bitcoin and how to build a robot, um, simplistically, to here's Star Wars, to here's an unboxing of video games. But the focus... Four-legged gamer is. I have two dogs um, that, fortunately, Han hasn't had to hear them in the background. <laughs> but um, basically, they're going to be the focus of the show, and basically, they're going to be my actors throughout the whole thing. And you'll be able to see basically two cute dogs sniffing video games until I unbox them. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the the pleasure and the privilege to witness an episode before it's dropping and it's a great idea. It's a good, a good, um, good theme, good concept. I love the pets involved too. So yeah, as soon as you guys get the chance to go check that out four legged gamer on YouTube, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see more stuff. And the first upload will probably be next week. Um, and it'll be about dead cells, which is a very good indie video game. We got played it. Perfect. And if you guys want the link, I will be putting it in the description of the videos and the description of the podcast as well. So be sure to check out the descriptions below. Okay, so what we're all here to talk about, let's just jump in, which is the episode titled The Jedi, Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian. And uh, we're going to kind of just, we don't have any notes really, we're just going to kind of talk about it with you guys, just kind of free form. So I know, Dean, you wanted to kind of touch on the opening first, which seems fitting. So what was your um, initial thoughts of this episode? And let's talk about the opening first. Overall, the episode was by far the best of the season. I don't know if that's me fanboying or not for Soka, but no, no, by no. far, <laughs> best episode of the season, probably best episode of the series. And I know that we're not done seeing Ahsoka yet, but the opening by itself, just watching Ahsoka wearing what we last saw her in, in at the end of rebels, which tells you Sabine is somewhere out there and they're separated. Um, but basically just seeing Ahsoka wearing exactly what we left off with. And then every single time she was fighting like, or not fighting because when she did the one-on-one at the end, but when she was fighting like the armies and stuff, it felt like a horror movie. Like she was a monster, like in the midst and it would all of a sudden she'd appear over there. And I was just waiting for the Wilhelm screen going, Ah, like off on the side, <laughs> hearing that in random places. I was really hoping for that, but it was just, they made her feel like a good monster, but like 
Yeah. It, it felt a very Japanese Western feel how she had to jump over the walls and the town and the way that was laid out. But it was just, the opening was just phenomenal. It showed Ahsoka's stealth-like abilities because a lot of the um, stuff that we don't, we didn't really see in Clone Wars. We know that she was agile and evasiveness, but like, for example, I don't know how many of your followers play Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, the mobile game. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of them do. I've heard a lot of comments about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big into that game. Um, and Ahsoka's one of her, like the Padawan Ahsoka, her main ability is evasiveness. Then your Rebels Ahsoka is when she attacks once, she gains a automatic dodge. Um, and it just really showed that evasiveness that that game even tries to get more into outside of like more mainstream is why I'm going there. Because I know that if you read the books, you know that she's evasive as can be. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to mainstream, anybody has it, you don't really yeah. see it too often. I loved how they showed just almost teleporting from place to place. Yeah. And so going off that they, with the opening, you know, I, I thought this was, when I first played it, I was a little uh, kind of shocked that this is how it opened. Not just because it opened right away with Ahsoka, but also because it, ha- it was a different opening than any of the other episodes so far. We usually begin off with a shot of Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, who we now know his name. We'll get into later. And it usually shows them going to a new world, uh, a new city, a new planet, whatever. And that's how every episode has begun since the start of this this series but this one started in the woods a very darker tone which i really love because last episode we heard that they were going to go to a forest planet of corvus and uh, i think everyone was thinking it was going to be this lush beautiful thriving uh force-filled pl- uh, world that was nice and green and then they completely side you know hit sideswipe you and it's it's a dying planet and uh, there's destruction. There's there's uh, old members of the empire there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things going on. And so that must be why Ahsoka's there is to try and bring some order to it in some way. So I thought that was a great intro for this. And then of course we see our classic Ahsoka Tano, and it was really nice to see her. How did you feel about Rosaria Dawson? as Ahsoka and her portrayal. Couldn't have been a better actress, if you ask me. Um, I totally she agree. The only thing that could have been better is if it was, cannot think of her name all of a sudden, I've had it in my head, but um, the original voice actor, the only way it would have been better is if they Ashley had lip sync. Yes, that would have been the only way is they lip synced. <laughs> like, that would be cool. Talk- <laughs> Honestly, like a lot of people work- thought that. <laughs> The, I thought she did great too. If one little, if there's a nit, it's going to be picked. And I did have one nitpick, and that was uh, her. I'm the call it hair. It was not the wrinkles. Wrinkles were fine. They were just a little shorter than they were in Rebels. And it's actually not a head. Um, her hair. It's actually a headdress. Um, oh, pretty it is. sure Ahsoka is not one of the blue creatures, such as. Alaya, can't think of her last name, the Jedi. Um, that uh, blue girl, yeah. That is basically 
that alien's version's hair. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka's is a headdress. Um, okay, that so they, that's not a part of her. That's not a part of her, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Now, I don't know if I'm speaking canon or legends, but I'm pretty sure it's a headdress that her people give to those that are Force-sensitive and that are taken to the Jedi. Um, and that's why you don't see too many people with her style, and that's why she's got the band right there, um, because that's kind of the fitting, like the um, liner to have. Oh, okay. Well, other than that, I mean, her look was, her, her, it was great. Her movements were just as Ahsoka. Uh, the cadence in her voice was done very well. I really believed it was an older version of this character that we know. And yeah. I, thought, I thought Rosario did a great job. I, yeah, I can't think of anyone else who could have done it better. The eyes is what sells it for me. The makeup was done really well. And overall, uh, I just, I really hope we get to see more of her. I doubt it'll be in this season, honestly, but I really want to see more of her in the future. I think we do just because the way the last season ended, everybody, the band got back together and um, try not to go further in because I know that we were talking about discussing this later on, but we got the band back together. And I really think that we're going to see the same thing happen again because you can't have Bo-Katan in one episode and then Ahsoka and not have that reunion with how much we saw them in Rebels and in um, Clone Wars, especially the final yeah. season, how they were basically teaming up. There's no way we don't see them back together. If we if we don't see them back together, that is a missed opportunity completely. Uh, very true. Let's get into the story of this one a little bit more. Uh, sticking with Ahsoka, she did say something that I found uh, a little interesting. Uh, when when she meets the child and gets to know him a little bit, um, she mentioned to Jin that she's not going to train him. And I thought that was interesting because, well, one, because she didn't deny the fact that she was a Jedi. And yep. last time we'd seen her, she did deny that she was a Jedi. So, Starting off with the whole idea of her being a Jedi, I'm a little confused as to what her, pro- her thought process is on who she is. Did you ha- did that say anything to you when it that really, happened? Like I kept waiting for her to say, "I can't train him because I'm not a Jedi." I kept right. waiting. For I wanted a true reason. I either wanted her to hop on the ship with um, Din at the end and um, the child. Don't want to say the name just yet. But I really wanted them to get on the ship. But I wanted that explanation. I wanted her to say, I'm not a Jedi because Rebels is the in timeline, is the most recent time we've heard her say she's not a Jedi. She told Ezra and um, Kanan that. But she didn't say it here. And I still believe she firmly says she's not a Jedi, but it's just she can train people in the force. And when she was um, saying he's too attached to you, I felt that that was the callback of her kind of saying, I'm not a Jedi, but um, Din doesn't know any better. Din sees lightsabers and her floating in rock right. and things. Like right. that. So to him, he would probably think of Seth as a Jedi, but and maybe it's one of those things that you just, Ahsoka didn't want to explain that. Maybe. 
So for those but, of you who aren't familiar with uh, like Ahsoka's background, you know, she, when we say she's not a Jedi, that doesn't mean she was a Sith. You know, she embrace, she definitely embraces and serves the light side of the force. There's no doubt to that. But while she embraces the light side, she's also remaining unbound by the traditions of the Jedi order. And that's also why she has those white lightsabers. Dave Filoni says that she's in an interesting position and those white sabers kind of reflect how she's neither a Sith nor a Jedi and she's somewhere in between and she's her own thing. She's actually further light than um, anyone is. She's what? She's further light than anyone. She's further on the light side of the force than anyone is. Um, The reason being, if you remember, the... um, daughter from that one episode the um father son and daughter mm-hmm. um where you had the son was the darkest side of the force possible the um daughter was the lightest side of the force and the father was the gray in the middle um holding bounce which theoretically spins off everything that happens after anything um right. but we're not talking about that um if you remember though the daughter sacrificed herself to keep ahsoka alive and then the daughter became the owl the owl was in the episode. I don't know if you noticed that. There's oh, yeah. the, there's the first owl. thing I noticed. <laughs> and um, so it's almost, she's, she's the full embodiment of the light side. It's just, she steps away from the Jedi order because she was praying and they didn't believe her. And then kind of saw the things that Anakin was against, but she went a different way with the way that she handled it. Right. Uh, so the, the owl, uh, I actually love that little Easter egg in there. The actual species of it is a bird called a convor and her name is Morai. And yeah, it's the spiritual life essence, so to say of that, that daughter figure, which I'll actually be doing another episode about, uh, Morai and Ahsoka later this week, guys. So check that out. It'll be coming on Wednesday. And yeah, so she accompanies Ahsoka Tano and Ahsoka says at some point in Rebels, I think that she kind of owes the convoy her life. So they're, they're kind of inseparable. And I, I'm, I was really glad to see more. I was in this too. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of it about Ahsoka. I loved, I just love seeing her there. Let's talk about her interaction with the child who we now know as Grogu. What do you think about the name Grogu? Perfectly fine. It sticks to kind of the um, two syllables that we know from whatever species this is. Because right. you have Yaddle, Yoda, Grogu. I was kind of hoping to stick with the Ys, I'm not going to lie. But I'm just glad that we finally have a name. Um, but... It, it the, the when Din said Groku, I just loved the love in the child's eyes, looking back at him in the way that all of a sudden now I was like, yeah, you're actually talking to me, not kid or right. something like that. Right, just building on that relationship even more. He was so happy when he finally said his name. It was like like when your dog hears you like say the words, you want to go on a walk or car ride or whatever <laughs> he just lit up and <laughs> exactly um but we finally got a little bit more of the force in this episode which is really good to see that's kind of why i'm in 
with this series is the whole force aspect into it. So this goes back into what I brought up with Ahsoka saying she won't train the boy, Grogu. Now, this was kind of, a, it reminded me a lot of, um, you know, them saying they wouldn't train Anakin yep. because they sense much fear in him, which is also what she said here. So this leads me to think that, you know, well, we have already seen Grogu do some kind of bad things, but in self-defense, you know, showing from his uh, attachment to Jinjarin uh, situations such as choking Cara Dune or, you know, lifting up the mud horn. And so this leads me to believe that because of his attachment to Jin, goes with my theory still thinking that I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be separated. And I think Grogu is going to do something really evil real soon, either killing somebody or something to that level, just something that's very diabolical. And that's going to make it so that when he was eating eggs, looked like nothing. <laughs> to kill Cara Dune, if you remember, because wait, wait, say, and- that, say that again, you cut out for a second. Um, if you remember, he attempted to kill Cara Dune last season. Mm-hmm. He's for choking her. He did the force choke, seeing a little baby do the. <laughs> but um, and then Mando had to stop it. And I just thought about this. The one thing I don't like about the name is I think I was saying Roku, because like Goku. So I think that's going to be my one issue with it. Is I'm, I'm going to mix those up till we hear it enough. <laughs> Maybe in his was- last life he was, you know, he went Super <laughs> Saiyan. I mean, that's why he likes the ball so much. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that would be a great crossover. So, so with, on this topic, uh, there was a theory suggested out there that I heard, I'm sure you heard as well, that, you know, what if, considering his age and his sensibility to the Mandalorian and his sense of fear, uh, the theory was that he could be a dyad to Anakin Skywalker. Oh, did you hear that at all? Yeah, I've heard that, but there's still a five-year difference. Oh, but again, is. we don't know. The, yeah, there's still a five-year difference um, where um, Grogu is five years older, I believe, based on okay. what we know. Yeah, so it's still, I could see it. But or Ray, or Was Ray and Kylo the same age? That we don't know, unfortunately. And I was yeah, just no idea. Break, that was ever really confirmed. So I don't know if age matters to dyads. Could, could not. I, we don't know enough about it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to think about. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to keep, they're going to reintroduce the dyad thing, but. And the way that I view the chosen one is the chosen one should be the complete embodiment. There shouldn't be a dyad. Uh, 100%. I'm right there with you. That's what I believe. I believe that a dyad can be something so rare and make somebody so powerful if you connect with a dyad. But I don't. I believe the chosen one is almost supposed to be a dyad with themselves that they can all that they can unlock within themselves. That's just my viewpoint. If you're going to say the chosen one, you don't need somebody else to be the chosen one. One hundred percent. And uh, another thing about Grogu, what I really loved, and this this uh, reflects the overall storyline. You know, it reintroduced that that piece to that lever, the little ball at the top of it. And it, it, that's how the Mandalorian was able to connect with him and 
teach him to use the force himself. Now, this brings me to the overall storytelling of not just this episode, but the whole show and Dave Filoni as a director. For those of you listening, Dave Filoni obviously wrote and directed this episode. And I think he's really growing in his filmmaking capabilities as far as a live action director. Bringing back that ball into this story, I thought was just good, really good storytelling. Yep. You know, he was playing with it at the beginning, which when I saw it again, I was like, oh, I love that they keep showing his, you know, that he just loves this toy or whatever. But then they made it mean something a whole lot more by reintroducing it uh, when they were doing the the training scene or whatever. And I don't, I don't know. And this episode was, you know, Dave Filoni is his third episode he's directed of live action at all. And I think you can definitely see improvements in his talents. I think he's doing a great job. And I didn't say this last season, but now I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to direct next. Did you think yep. anything about, you know, watching his directorial? I, I think everything that he did, like just his improvement as a live action um, director and storyteller has been getting better and better each time. I know that he's overseeing basically this whole project, but like the one thing I will say is, it's a clear cut difference between the budget for this episode and previous episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> was, was other episodes were like, here's $5. And then for him, like, here's <laughs> so I will say that where it's like, you did have a clear dollar difference in the quality of the episodes. <laughs> for sure. Um, so, okay, well let's, let's, continue the path of Dave Filoni and move into kind of the last reveal that we got uh, of this episode. So Dave Filoni is... Keep my theory going. He called me like, he called me like <laughs> mid-summer, just the, hey, Dean, where's your head at? Where do you want us to go with this? Obviously. <laughs> so Dave Filoni keeps introducing a lot of old legacy characters of his, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka. Now one more. Now I tell you, when this name was dropped, I never said the F word louder by myself watching a TV show in my life. The <laughs> last thing I expected to hear, uh, it was Thrawn and it blew me away. I felt so rewarded as a Star Wars fan, not just because it was like fan service, but from I've read every Thrawn book, every Heir to the Empire book, and I've watched Rebels, and I felt like, oh my God, I feel so proud that I read everything, and this is the reward that I actually get to see it in live action, something I never thought I would see. Ahsoka too, but Thrawn seemed like a longer far cry for me. What were your thoughts when you heard Thrawn? I I think I texted you, holy, holy... (laughs) Yeah, he literally could be coming true because there's a little bit more to unpack than just Thrawn. So recap your your theory for anyone who hasn't heard it in the past, because everyone Dean called it. My theory is um, like Han and I talked about this like back in summer. Um, My theory is basically they are trying to bring Clone Wars and Rebels back to life and. This is actually going to be a search. Mandalorian is actually the search for Ezra. At the end of the day, just a quick little high level, that's what this is. And the only reason Ahsoka would care where Thrawn is, 
is because the last place we saw Thrawn was Ezra and Thrawn going off with the whales, um, with those hyper drive whales. Um, and that's the last place we saw him. And then you know that Ahsoka's only there on this planet to fight. Why can't I think of the name all of a sudden? But to basically get the information, where is your um, leader from her? And the only reason she would care where Thrawn is, is Ezra. And that's why I also mentioned earlier in this episode, we know that Sabine and Ahsoka got separated somewhere, somehow. Don't know why, because the last place we saw Sabine and Ahsoka was going off to find Ezra. Mm-hmm. And then here we are finding Ahsoka fighting just to find out where Thrawn is. And then also the call out to, um, I think Ezra is go to this planet at the top of the Jai temple. Um, Grogu will basically connect with the force and it, some other Jedi will hear it call out. Who are we going to see there? Are we going to see Luke or are we going to see Ezra? And that's right. I, I think that was an instant. I, I don't think Luke's even pictured there. I don't think Mace Windu's pictured there. I think that is just, here's my entrance for Ezra now. <laughs> like, I really think that's all that is. I'd like to throw one other possibility at you. Uh, I don't think it's Luke. I definitely don't think it's Luke. Not Mace. I think it could be Ezra or it could be Cal Kestis from the Jedi Fallen Order video game. I would love Cal. That'd be a good mix. It could also be, be, if you think about just bringing up Fallen Order, Yaddle could have been who saved Baby Yoda. Yep, Because if you remember, I can't think of the pilot's name, but he said the little green guy. And then um, they go, Oh, you mean in Master- Fallen Order? Yeah. Yeah, in Fallen Order. He goes, You mean Master Yoda? He, um, yeah, he was a legend. No, not Yoda, but um, Yaddle. Yeah. And then, it, like, I thought it was just a joke. And then all of a sudden, tying this together, it could be Yaddle was the one who could be um, Grogu's mother. Could You're be. Right. We, we don't <laughs> and Yoda could be the father because did you see the way he looked at Ahsoka when she said the word Yoda? But we could have we could look at it as Yoda was the master though, because right. been trained many masters. But no, no, I do agree with that. It could be. But the thing about Yoda though is one of the things about Jedi is celibacy, and Yoda is in Obi Wan. Even though Obi Wan almost straight away from that, they are the probably the and Mace Windu. They are the most probably true to the Jedi code that there is. Yeah. So I just don't see them breaking that. And I definitely don't think Yoda's the daddy. I, yeah. I just I think there's definitely some kind of association. There's uh, some kind of connection. Maybe uncle. Uh, well, we can go uncle Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think Yoda in some way will return back into the series at some point. So as a force. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, they're going. Uh, he's been quested with a new objective right to go to this temple and it's uh thi- thi- tython is that where they're going yeah uh, okay sure. so if i remember correctly tython is the um uh, where the jedi order established their new headquarters after coruscant uh got raided from order 66 is that correct yeah. um i believe so Okay, so, and I think I've seen. Tython sorry. is the 
birthplace of the Jedi. Oh, it's the birthplace? Birthplace of the Jedi Order. Okay. I do know I've seen a picture of it before. I don't know if it was a book or some YouTube video. I don't know, but uh, it's a small temple. But I'll be very interested to see uh, what happens. Now, do you think we're going to see it next episode? Or do you think they're going to do that thing where they're going to skip an episode and it'll be the next one after? I think next episode is Boba. Ooh. That's where my head... They're going to do an in-between episode, just like you're saying. Um kind of like how the band back together the previous episode that obviously was just filler because in the beginning, I forgot to mention this, when they did the recap, they never mentioned last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the recap. <laughs> That's funny. They never, two episodes ago that they cared about the recap. Last right. episode, they didn't. And I was like, okay, so that confirms that. Okay. Um, so I think this is going to be a filler episode coming up, but I think it's going to be more meaningful than the last episode. Like, yeah, it was cool seeing the old gang back together, but it was just one of those, um, just that one was boring. This one's going to be, I want my armor back and it's going to be, you're not a Mandalorian. That would be great. Okay. This leads me into a question I had. This will actually be the last uh, thing we talk about here. Uh, this is the thought I want to leave everybody with who's listening. And that is uh, with the, you know, this season has gone of the path of what I think its title implies is the most important part of the show, which is the Mandalorian or at least the first season. And in the first season, we learned about Din Djarin's character beliefs, his childhood, his personal disposition in life and while Jin is still an essential part of the plot of the show in returning Grogu to his people, does introducing all these pre-existing characters and these new story elements and all these new lore tie-ins with other Star Wars movies like possibly Snoke, does this lessen the value of the Mandalorian as a character in this series? I'm concerned we're getting introduced to all these new characters, ones we know, ones we don't know, whole new storylines. This could go in multiple different directions that we're following. And I'm concerned this show isn't going to be what it was said it was going to be about the Mandalorian. Because I feel like we're losing a part of Din Djarin as a character so far. You've already heard my point, like my view of it, just from over the summer and kind of my theory right there. I, I don't think this was ever about Mandalorian. I think it was about um, just the, it, it's always been about the child. It's just the Mandalorian having Boba Fett's armor there was going to get people excited. I, I think they dangled a carrot in front of us, but they're using the Mando to move the story. And again, I, I truly do believe Sabine's going to be and this is another part of my theory for everybody. Um, Sabine is going to be the Mandalorian that ends up finding Ezra with the child. Um, I think that there will be separation and I think it'll be a permanent separation at some point from Din and Grogu. Um, but I do agree with you. It is taking away from Pedro's character. I think, but I also think that he asked for it based off the offset rumors. Yeah. I mean, cause like when, when I saw at the end of this episode, Ahsoka was saying goodbye, I was like, I, 
I, I'm not. I don't want to go continue this with Mando. With Mando, I want to. I want to go with Mando and Ahsoka. Yeah. And yeah, I'm worried that you know going forward, I'm gonna feel that way more. Like, oh, now I want Thrawn. Why am I still hanging out with this dude? Like, I, I really think that they're gonna do a twist, and because the Mandalorian is not a person, it's a tribe. It's not yeah. going to be. Um, like the Rogue One spinoff, how it's going to be named. Why am I forgetting his name now? Cassian. Cassian, thank you. Um, it's not going to, like, that is going to be called Cassian. We know who we're getting there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that is spelled out. Like, but, and then when it comes to Obi-Wan, we know who we're getting. This was purposeful named, and they are retconning and fixing a bunch of things that, Star Wars fans were upset about with um, the sequels. They they are answering those questions that made people angry. And I think that's what the show has become. I think they have figured out that people like this show. They were retconning things in the first season. It just wasn't as obvious. Now it's like, okay, y'all like this and y'all didn't really notice we were doing these parts. Now look at this. And it's, I, I really think that that's what this show is becoming, which I know she yeah. but I really do believe Pedro will be, if the onset rumors are true, Pedro will be gone. There will be a new Mandalorian because they can get away with it. Just as I told you over the phone forever ago, they can just say, I know Boba's not a Mandalorian, but everybody thinks he is. They could easily say Boba's the new Mando. They, they really could if they wanted to. And I can honestly see all that as a possibility. Up until that point, I'm totally still on board, guy. On board, guys. So don't think that I'm like <laughs> I'm not into it anymore. I'm totally still here. I can't wait to see what happens and what plays out going forward. That's it for today's show, everybody. Dean, where can everybody find your social media and plug your channel one more time? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Switch Dean, which I could change the name to because of the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but the YouTube channel will be called the Four Legged Gamer. And as I said, the first video should be uploaded. Probably around next week. I'm just waiting for my profile picture on YouTube. And then that first video will be uploaded. Hell yeah. Again, the links will be in the description, guys. Please go check it out. Later this week, we are having an episode all about everything you need to know about Ahsoka Tano. Everything you need to know about Bo-Katan. And I'm also being joined by Sith Talkers this week. We are doing a look back at season one and going over some of the best moments of the Mandalorian from season one. So be sure to stay tuned and check that out later. Thank you guys again. Tune in next week for Mando talk show. We'll be talking about next week's episode or I'm sorry, this week's episode of the Mandalorian. So until then, may the force be with you guys later. Later.